Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had taken his bodybuilding as far as he could. After winning a record seventh Mr. Olympia title, he retired. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. As a child, her ambition was to become a dancer. As good fortune would have it, she became a princess instead. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. This <laughs> is just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. If you're fond of sand dunes and salty you know who this is? Sounds like more than one person. It is more. It is one person, but they're they're overdubbed. This woman just just passed away a couple days ago. Her name is Patty Page, and uh, she's one of the first people ever to that they would overdub in their own song. Like she's harmonizing with herself. It's really lovely. She's a gorgeous voice. How old was she? She was 85, I think it wow. says here. Yeah. That was her. That was one of her big hits, "Old Cape Cod," "Allegheny Moon," and and then of course, "How Much Is That Doggy in the Window?" and the Tennessee Waltz. Love the doggy in the window. Well, then here it is. Here is Patty Page. I think you'll like this. How much is that doggy in the window? Oh, that's that's not her. That Let me try this. No, no, that's Snoop Dogg. Never mind. Well, the reason I, I play uh, play the Patty Page thing is because when I first broke into radio in my little hometown of Bend, Oregon, there was a grizzled newsman there, and he had the greatest voice ever. He just says. Good morning. This is the news. I can't. Do, I mean, he was just awesome, and I'm and I always remember thinking, how did this crummy little town get a guy like that? Mm-hmm. Well, he was essentially retired by then, and he loved doing the news so much. He he really loved going down to the police station at four in the morning or wherever it was and seeing well, what happened overnight, guys. Wow. Well, we had a kind of burglary, and he just loved hanging out with cops mm-hmm. and then coming and doing the news. So my first job was to be the morning show host on this station. And part of the job, this was a station that signed off the air. So they didn't stay on 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, in the old days, same thing with television. You know, you'd wake up and there'd be snow on your television if you yeah. fell asleep in front of it at yeah. night. So so I didn't know radio stations did that too. This one did. Mm. It was It's what they called a uh, daytimer or something. So when, you know, at the at, when sundown came, they had to get off the air because they had to clear that, uh, dial position for some other station oh. in Montana or wherever it was. I don't know. So <clears throat> Excuse you me, I got a little up. bit of a cold here. <clears throat> so you so s- my job was to come into the station in the morning oh, and, and sign on and turn the transmitter on. Oh, great! And, and then when that you was, were in charge of that, yes, they put me in charge of it. Okay. So one day, I w- wasn't just one time, but the first time I overslept. 
You know, I'd be out. <laughs> I would be friends. out partying with my friends, and uh-huh. then so I would oversleep. And I and it's not. You know, we had to go on the air at six in the morning. Right. And then this fellow's. I'll call him Bill. I won't say his his entire name because maybe he's still around. So Bill would do his newscast at 6.15. So my job was to come on the air and say, hey, good morning, everybody. And it was a music station, and I'd play some music. And so the day I overslept, uh, I got into the station, and by now it's like 6.40. We're 40 and minutes. nothing is on the air. Nothing's on the air, and he's sitting in his <gasps> newsroom. Ooh, you're in big and he's, trouble. he's not saying a word. He didn't throw the transmitter on. He It wasn't his job. Oh. His job was to read the news, and that little punk better get here and turn the transmitter on so I can do my news. Well, that doesn't sound very much like a team player. Well, that was the way it was. I mean, he was he was who he was. He was celebrated, grizzled, respected but newsman. But too good, apparently, to flip a switch and well, then just let you have it later. He had to make everybody suffer. Well, first of all, he would just have to read the news cold because in my position i would have to play the the news oh, he couldn't, music. Play, he couldn't play that either i go ding 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 good morning this is the news so that was all the purview of the dj so all he could do is open his microphone and start reading the news cold oh because he just didn't know how to do it no he didn't stuff. know how to do any oh, of that. Okay. Well, he didn't have him... to do any of the other stuff so he 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 would he just sat there and i and so it took me almost all morning to finally get him to warm up. I just had to keep going back in and say, again, I'm so sorry, Bill. Aww. I'm really sorry, Bill. I'm really, really sorry. Then he'd finally come around. But it happened like three times. And so each time it would happen, it'd take longer and longer to get him to defrost. Right. But he eventually would. And he's a lovely man. But the reason I bring all of that up is because he said, and I don't even know how it came up, he said, you know, it all began for me at a little station in Oklahoma. <laughs> and uh, we had girl singers on the radio in those days. And uh, there was a gal working there, and she and I kind of got, uh, well, kind of romantic, you might <gasps> really? say. Really? Yeah. Perhaps you know her by the name of Patty Page. Oh, wow. Oh, her real name was Clara Ann Fowler. And she and I started, uh, you know, talking about getting married and things like that. And her recording career was starting to heat up. She was getting a lot of attention. And finally, at some point, I said, you have to make a decision, Patty. Oh, he made her choose. He did. He said, yeah, we want to get married. I want to have a family. I want to have kids. And I'm going to be going to Hollywood and doing all that fooling around. And so, she made her decision. <laughs> she went her way, and I went mine. Did he have any regret? Did he? Did he sound like? Well, he wanted like to... she got away, and he was <clears throat> an, an ass for well, making kind of her he choose. did. He, I think more important for him was just that I knew that he didn't have to be necessarily sitting here waiting for this punk to turn this transmitter on. He had some other opportunities earlier in his career. Well, he kind of doesn't have them anymore, though. Well, he doesn't. He was happily married to a lovely he woman. He was playing a card that had already been burned. Yeah, you're right. So. Yeah, but it was... Uh, but I, So that's when I saw her uh, obituary the other day, Patty Page. Oh. I, I thought about him. And uh, she died at the age of 85. I would have to assume that he 
Uh, if he's still around, is at least that age, wow. if, if not older. But neat, really neat guy. But a taskmaster, you know. He's. I would have loved. My job is to turn that transmitter on, and if you don't do it, I'm not going to slap you on the back and tell you you're a good guy. I'm going to give you the stink eye. I would have loved to have seen that conversation take place between the two of them when he said, "Yeah, well, it's going to be either." That's just like Hollywood stuff. Me or Hollywood. Yeah, people don't talk like that in real life. I would like to see though how, how she handled. She if she said, mm, "Let me think about it." Hanging out with you and listening to that voice for the rest of my life, or actually going out and having a career and making a lot more money than That's a guy sitting in a newsroom makes. going to be a tough one. Mm, let me think about it. I'll get back to you in about, oh, 70 years or so. Right. Yeah. But it was it, the story was cute. I, I, I just, so I was, was charmed by it. So... So there's that. All right. Now, so, I, I, am under, I, I am told that you have a commercial uh, endorsement. Is that, is that true? I do. Yeah. And, uh, well, you can tell everybody what it is. Well. Some people would be embarrassed to do a commercial like this on the air, but you're apparently not. Well, you know. Even on a podcast. Hair. Everybody has hair. So what's to be embarrassed about? And some of us don't want it. Well, what is what is the product? The pro- it's the co- the company, the client, the sponsor. It's it's a new company called Hair Bye Bye. Hair Bye Bye. Hair Bye Bye. Not Hair Bye Bye. No it's Hair Bye Bye. Bye Bye. All right. Which so, I think is a really clever name. So you know they didn't go with Hair Be Gone or or you know Hair No More. Hair Bye Bye. So who it's is just fun to say? It, well, it is kind of cool. But so their demo. Is are they is their demo, uh, you know, old older women like Patty Page's age, or are they kind of going for the younger demo? Anybody who wants hair, bye bye. So anybody I'm, who wants I, their hair, bye bye. I guess the reason I'm asking is, are you gearing your endorsement approach to a certain demographic? Certain demographic. Um, pretty much women. Okay, just say all women. All all women. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, have you do it. Uh, this is great. Want, well, so it, it, I, I had you know my is first. Is this just a is this just a, like a, 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 a you know a thing where you they, you exchange services? Or are we getting any money for this? No. Well, I'm. They're letting me go through the hair bye bye system, which is a patented, medically approved system. What? Um, where, where is the hair that we're talking about here? By the way, your head looks the same. Right. So you don't want to remove any of that. No, but, okay. you know, I have hair on my arms okay. that bothers me. Uh-huh. Hair on my feet. On your feet? The top of my feet that really? bothers me. How, how's the and bottom, I'm, bottom and I'm of getting, your feet okay? And I'm getting hair. I noticed the, the, that your feet, you were sort of looking like you were from Lord of the Rings there a little bit. Well, not anymore, thanks to hair bye-bye. Wow. So, okay, so you want to do a commercial? And, and then get... there's hair. Well, we're kind of doing the commercial, aren't we? Oh, okay. Kind of I... already. So, 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 and then there's hair. You get to a certain age, and hair just starts showing up in places that you didn't know could grow hair. You know what? Uh, can I can I just interrupt you for a moment here? You always do. Well, I know I don't always do, but the problem that I'm having right now with this is you've got to have more verve, more energy, more, you know, more enthusiasm for the product. You're just kind of talking about it, but I think you got to really talk as though you're picturing the customer that could use the product 
So like be really excited. There you go. Like this. Okay. Okay. Now, so I, that sounds good. Now, so okay. Here's what happened. I know it's January, but I was gonna go to the beach last weekend, and I put on my bathing suit, and I went, oh no, I can't go like this. And that's thank goodness I had a free consultation with Hair Bye Bye, which is medically approved, and they have a whole new way of removing hair. I won't even go into it. Let me just say it's fast. It's even fun. I have I couldn't believe how fun it was. So I went down. Um, I had my hair. Bye-bye, by hair bye-bye. That's what they say. They don't say hair removal. They say hair bye-bye. And got into my bikini and went down to the beach. And thank goodness I did because I'll tell you what, before hair bye-bye, I couldn't even put my bikini on. <laughs> I think the hair bye-bye people are going to be very, very happy with that. Let me just say, when you can't zip up your pants, you need to go see hair bye-bye. Do they do men too? Are you sure. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I Plus, will. your name's Pat, so they yeah. won't even ask any questions. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Good point. Okay. Well, good. That's nice to get that first uh, first uh, one out of the right out of the shoot there. All right. So I want to we want to mention uh, Cairo Radio that we had the. Uh, oh yeah. The are privilege. you still doing the hair bye bye thing right now? No, or we I want to mention uh, okay. the privilege of, of us uh, having the opportunity to fill in. And, uh, you know the nice thing about working at Cairo? They didn't have chairs like no, I this know. one that squeak. I know. Theirs were so well-oiled. Although, and everybody down there is so great. And I just I enjoyed working uh, in it the It sounds newsroom. like we have to say that, but we don't. No, they're no, really not They're nice, really nice and really smart, and they, they're really good Great people. There. I don't know why they let us in. I'm well, not me. sure how happy Dory's audience was. Yeah. With their choice of fill-in, I don't know that I would have chosen us to fill in for Dory Monson's show. Yeah, probably. Not. <clears throat> but that's not not my my decision. But we're all friends. Dory and you and me are all friends, exactly, so we know each other. So that I, made sense. I'm, I guess so. But but uh, uh, it's uh, nice to have been included, and it's also nice that this podcast is on the Cairo Radio website too. So um, I just wanted to mention that too that we're really thrilled to have been added to their digital content. Yeah, and uh, you bet. So, Maybe you're listening to us there right now. Yeah, it was it was just really great. So hopefully we'll be asked back. They didn't take our key cards away from us when we left. No, I so. just used it today, as a matter of fact, and door opened right so, up. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. We yeah. should maybe test that out like every few days. Yeah, just to see. Yeah, because that's typically how I find out about stuff like this. Is mm -hmm. that I either can't log on to the computer anymore, or my key card doesn't work. Yeah, that's a really crappy yeah. way to be fired. It's a lousy way to be fired. <laughs> did I ever tell you the story? I think I did. Ah, well, I'll tell it again. Okay. There was a woman at a TV station that I worked at that did the weekend sports, which was kind of a novelty because this was back in the early 1980s. Yeah. And women doing sports was considered, whoa, what, what, what? I know. What how is, ridiculous is that? Yeah. Um, but... Um, but she, uh, so she did, she was good too. She did a great job on the sports, but as usually happens at some point in most careers, except for Gene Anderson, they want you to go. They, they got other plans. They want to bring somebody else in. You're not. Somebody younger, somebody you're not, prettier. You're not getting the ratings. You're not hitting the demo. You, you, people don't like your style, whatever it might be. So we, we, this TV station has this big lunch room there and everybody would eat their lunch in there. And there was a phone on the wall. Of this uh, of the lunchroom, the phone would routinely ring, and then they, you know, somebody'd pick up the phone and go, "Oh, uh, yeah, the, yeah, she's right over here," and then call, they'd call out a name. This day, let's say her name was. Um, why does she have to have a name? Does it matter? Because I'm just trying to protect. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I don't know why. We'll just call. Let's her just say her, her name was um, Louise. Okay. So the phone <laughs> rings. 
somebody, whoever's closest to the phone, picks it up and says, hello? Oh, yeah, just a second, I'll get her. Louise! Louise, telephone! So Louise comes over to the phone and says, hello, this is Louise. Uh, what? I, I, I don't understand. So what was happening on the other end of the line was that somebody was saying, yes, this is uh, Larry Jenkins down here at the... Uh, credit union, and uh, since uh, you'll be closing out your account here uh, through the broadcast station, we wanted to know how you wanted, did you want to cash out, or do you want us to roll the money into another institution? Oh, my God. So she finds out she's being fired because the paperwork has already gotten underway before anybody has taken her into a room and told her she's going to lose her job. Wow. So that was the worst. And then she's embarrassed in front of the entire lunchroom, Oh, gosh. So... If yeah. you're going to, uh, word to anybody who has in a position where you have to execute people, mm-hmm. make sure you tell them first. And do it privately. Yeah. And have a box of Kleenex. Yeah. Maybe two. Uh, toilet paper will work if you can't get the Kleenex. So I see uh, that uh, this fellow, Dr. McDreamy, they call him. He's an actor named Patrick Dempsey. Yes. Who's. Uh, do you ever watch Grey's Anatomy? I've seen it. Oh, okay. look at you. You don't really like I love it. I've seen every episode. Well, if you love it, why don't you marry I it? I love it. I love it. And is, I love that it's in Seattle, and it's just a good... I didn't even know if it's still on the air. Yes, it's still oh, it on is? the air. Okay. Yeah, they just survived a big plane crash, and they're going... Oh, he's a, yeah. he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, he kind of takes off on TV, and they figure, oh, boy, let's get him into the movies. And then uh, I saw a couple of different movies with him, and he's just... <laughs> not just a, There's some different dimension... To a movie star from a TV star, I don't um, know. There's... George Clooney make made it, but yeah. you know, but everybody can't. Right. They for whatever reason it doesn't mean they're a bad person, and doesn't mean they're not a great. A good example it would be Brian Cranston, who's on my favorite show Breaking Love Bad. Him. He's extraordinary I have a in that huge show. Huge crush. But on he's him. not that big on t- in the movies. He's okay. Yeah. But he doesn't command the screen the way he does we'll give him time. the TV show. But give him time. Anyway, so that's that's how this... Uh, so back to... to this m- guy, Patrick m- Dempsey, McDreamy. McDreamy. Dreamy eyes. Who are you dreaming of? Where did that name come from, by the way? Because he's just a handsome doctor. He, it, that's a, a nickname for him on the show that the nurses and other doctors called him McDreamy, which is now being transformed into McSteamy because of this coffee deal that he just yes. recently closed. Black coffee a hand-me-down Yeah, he's, uh, he's part of a group that won a bid to buy Tolly's. Yep. Uh, this coffee chain has been around for a while. Uh, but it went bankrupt, and so they, some somebody had to ride to the rescue, and they paid Dempsey's investment group paid nine, little over nine million for it. And when I heard that figure, I thought, "Gee, really?" For an you mean too high or too low? Too low. Oh, I, I yeah. just thought, man, I, I would. I did they mispronounce that? Shouldn't have that have been billion? I guess I'm thinking of Starbucks and what that would sell for. If, sure. But that's the that's the predicament that this Tully's company found themselves in. And so, essentially, he tw- tweeted out a thing that said, We met the green monster, looked her in the eye, and she blinked. We got it. Thank you, Seattle. 
Yes. The green monster he's referring to is Starbucks. Yeah. Which uh, everybody said, now nah, they're the ones who are going to buy the Tully's chain, or at least half you know of the that stores. You the uh, Tully's was the n- middle name of the founder of Tully's. And uh, what's interesting is he started out in real estate and had a um, shopping mall. And t- a Starbucks came to him and asked if they could rent some space in the shopping mall hmm. for, for a store. And a gal that he worked with said, hey, pff, why don't you start your own coffee company? And that's what he did. Hmm. So it's kind of interesting how Tully's came to be. So where do you fall hmm. on this thing? Are you a Seattle's best coffee person? I'm a, a Starbucks. Star- I'm a Starbucks coffee You're person. You're a Starbucks lemming. There's no lemming about it. I'm not going in just because everybody else is going in. I go. Oh, I think you are. I go in because I like the coffee. I like my little. I just. I know what I'm going to get. They're all the same. It doesn't matter if I go to a Starbucks here or a Starbucks in Maryland when I'm traveling. Traveling, they're all the same. But if Patrick Dempsey's going to be hanging out at Tully's now, yeah, you might want to think about that. I might. The star. The Starbucks people. They got that thing figured out, don't they? I mean, what they, do you mean that thing? Well, everything they do, it's all been thought through. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's nothing incidental that that just happened. They they um, they innovated their greeting. You know, most places you go into and they'll say, "Yeah, what do you want?" or "Can I help you?" They say, "What can I get started for you what today?" What can I get started for yeah. you? And yeah, and that, that, that's, they do that across all of their. They also stores. turned their um their so it's like a partnership. I, you and I are working together on this coffee thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's really brilliant. And they also changed the way they made espresso. It used to be that the baristas faced the wall because that's right. where the machine was. Yeah. They switched that around so that you could I didn't notice see that, but you're the right. baristas, yeah. you know, you could interact with them. <laughs> I just like Starbucks. I, and I don't I make no apologies for it. Well, I know I, there's a lot of people who are like, I was, Whoa, you just, yeah, they I was just trying food. to bait you a little bit. But there. no, there are people that are like just I Starbucks. What? What's wrong with it? It's fine. Well, if you're a Star uh, if you're a Sonics fan like I was uh, there, those people that don't much care f- for Howard Schultz, who owned the Sonics and then sold them to this nefarious weasel out of Oklahoma City, and ultimately the team moved from Seattle. Wait, what it, does that have to do with Starbucks? Because it was the guy that founded Starbucks, Howard Schultz, is the guy oh. that uh, is directly or indirectly responsible for us losing an NBA franchise See, here. I don't know. I don't and know. I still cry myself to sleep <laughs> at night. And <laughs> I can't really? sleep. I can't sleep either. It's because of that or because of the Starbucks coffee that's keeping me awake. I don't know. So you know that Starbucks is uh, rolling out a new um, $1 cup, and I I printed out this. Oh, that's art. right. I heard about uh, that. They, but aren't they also rolling out like a, a $700 cup, too? Well, sure. Some coffee from someplace else. Uh, I think they're overreaching on that. It's like 7 bucks for just a regular coffee or something. So I remember a few weeks ago. Well, yeah, because like. they had a special blend. But this $1 reusable cup they're, they're rolling out. And I don't know. I don't do you think you'd use it? The problem for no, me would be... No, I wouldn't. Do you know how many reusable cups I end up throwing away because I forget to wash them out? Well, I'm ashamed of myself mold. a little bit, but I'm just not on board the recyclable bag bandwagon. When you're supposed to go into grocery stores with your <gasps> recyclable really? bags. and I got them in my car. I don't think I'd take them in. I forget. There's a lot of uh, places that have signs in the parking lot now that says, Did you forget your bag? Yeah, really... but you know, I I I, I just don't think I'm not happy with um, enterprises and companies and stores dictating what you should do. 
Buy, for example, uh, when if you go to certain Fred Meyer stores, they they charge you if you want a bag, a brown paper, an ordinary brown paper bag. You got to ch- pay a little extra. There's a for lot that. of stores that do that. That's baloney. Five, five cents. So That's you know- baloney. Here, I'll just take that piece of cheese and stick it in my pocket. Hey, you can wow, keep your you're crummy getting, bag. You're getting really angry. Is it well, about they're the already five cents? They're not charging us enough already for the stinking food. Then they gotta they gotta get us a little more on the bag. That's Pat, they're not that's, trying to make a profit. That's P.U. Rooney. They're not trying to make a profit off the bag. They're trying to... Oh, they're not trying to make a profit. No, I didn't they're know trying that. To Stores aren't trying to make a profit, everybody. Off the bag. They're trying to... Of course they are. No, they're not. They're trying to Those get you... Those dirty weasels. No, they're not. They're trying to get you to be environmentally responsible and quit wasting why all those they, paper why bags. Why do they be I, environmentally responsible and quit telling me what to do? Oh, wow. So this is really more of a control issue. Yeah, is that it? I'm, kind of, I'm just kind of a pretend outrage of mine yeah. right now, but it's working pretty good. What I typically do is I'll pay. I'll go, ah, that's the sound of my hand slapping my forehead. I forgot my bag. And then I'll they'll go, well, that'll be five cents. I'll go, you know what? I'll give them a quarter and I'll say, why don't you pay for the next five idiots like me who forgot their bag? What if they don't ever have to pay for anybody else the rest of the day? That makes you the only idiot. And it wasn't nice of you to call those other people well, idiots. There may be other reasons why they didn't bring their bags in. Perhaps somebody robbed them well, of their bags. Well, let me ask you this. Why do you even have the reusable bags in your car in the first place if you're taking such a really ornery, sort of hateful attitude Does it seem it? kind of ornery and it, hateful? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like this. This is kind of going to be the new me now. <laughs> I'm going to be hacked <laughs> off at everything. I know. You told me that your New Year's resolution, which, by the way, we're only into the second week of, yeah. of January, was yeah. to not put up with bad service. And I actually saw you publicly. You you publicized this in two on two venues, on the radio, on Cairo Radio, and then you went on television on New Day Northwest. Oh, I you, did. You're you, right. You, yeah. you declared the very same thing. Yes. And boy, did I hear from nobody uh, on <laughs> New Day Northwest. <laughs> Uh, from the, from the, I didn't hear from one of the five people that watches that show. Uh, no, it's a lovely show, of course. So, have you run into any situations? Since I, I have actually de- he- actually heard from people that said, "Yeah, you, that's good. I, that's what I'm going to do too." My daughter. I just think you're causing trouble for people who might be having a bad day. Uh, that's just a Weasley excuse. I'm not saying he's having a bad day. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Hitler was just having a bad day. Will you at least give them a chance before you run off and tattle on them? No. Will you at least say, "Here, look, this is what I'm going to do. If you just don't, if you don't shape up, I'm going to go tell you, tell on you." That's what you're doing. Is you're telling on. Okay, people. let me let me set the scene here and how this happened. Okay, this isn't even something that I did. My wife goes into a local supermarket mm-hmm. and she goes back there she wants that we want to have fresh clams yes it's it's a treat we only do it once a year maybe fresh manila clams so when she goes in there now I don't know that much about this stuff but she does and if you clam if clams uh, little <laughs> their lids their little lids or whatever those are the those, shell the shell is closed that's good but when the, when they expire, it's like a human. They go, ah, and their mouth falls open. And so so their, their lids crack open. So it could be that they're dead. Not, so an open clam could potentially kill you. You don't know how long that clam's been dead. You got to. The, I'm the, still outraged that you're, we buy them live and cook them. Yeah, well, you're, 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 you're eating cows and ducks I'm not and eating them while they're alive. Everything. Yeah. And I'm not taking the cow and stick it in the oven and going. You can't. And going, I hear you mooing, but la, 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 la. I'm not doing that. No, that's that's utter and complete hypocrisy, and you know it. You can't feel 
sorrow yes, for I a can. clam don't that doesn't me, even have a don't brain. Don't tell me how I can feel. I can totally feel sorry so, for it. So this woman started serving up. She, my wife said, <clears throat> she said, yes, I'd like two pounds of the manila clams, please. Is that how your wife talks? Yes. <laughs> she has a lisp. She does. Like, she sounds, yeah. Like two pounds of the manila clams, please. She sounds kind of gay. And the woman uh, behind the counter is just, uh, I, she's a pistol. We've seen her in there before. Yeah. She's always grumpy. So that whole thing about having a bad day is baloney. Maybe she's had She's having than... a bad lifetime is what she's having. Oh, I've been there. And she, uh, so she goes, uh, okay, how many do you want? I'd like uh, two pounds. Okay, hang on. I gotta go back here and get them. Oh, all right. She's really go. put out. Uh, here they are. Okay, here you go. There's, there's a pound and a half of them. Uh, actually, I asked for two pounds. Yeah. So I'm supposed to go back and get another half pound. Is that what you're saying? If you could. Ah, great, great. Okay, fine. Yeah, half two pounds exactly, I suppose. Yeah, okay, here's the other half pound. Okay, there you go. There's two pounds. Could you uh, open the little bags that they're in and sort through them so I'm sure that they're all fresh? Because your wife doesn't want to pay for dead clams. Yes, that you can't eat or shouldn't eat. That you can't eat. eat, right. So you're telling me <laughs> that I have to open these bags and one by one look at all these clams. Oh, my God. To make sure they're they're all okay, and and there's got a, in a couple bags like that, there's maybe thirty, twenty five or thirty. It's it isn't that big a hardship, and you can just tell at a glance. Uh huh. My wife said, "Yes, would you would you mind that?" My wife reminds me that if you go to other stores, I won't name this one, but if you go to a a Top Foods or a, a you know just about any other store, it is you don't have to ask them to do this. They do it. This sure. is part of their job. They want right. to ensure freshness. Right. They don't want you getting poisoned and never coming back well, to their store again. It's being... probably this woman's job, too. She doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Well, that's the point. So uh, so after this horribly shabby service, my wife, it occurs to my wife as she's checking out at the, at the check stand to say, I, I got to just tell you something about this uh, the woman that you have back in the meat department or whatever. And so she does. And then they said, oh, yes, we've, we've heard about this before. They bring the manager over and all that. And I don't think my wife wants to see anybody get fired. But you should ensure that your your employees are doing their job. And, and they're – because this is your enterprise. You're all in this together. Sure. One bad apple makes everybody in the store look bad. Sure. And then people say, well, I think I'll go to a different store now because I don't like it there. Sure. They don't treat me right. And that's – so that's my New Year's resolution – which was initially I was going to give up red meat or, uh, oh, you know, so have you gone back pasta it? or something. But yeah. now I thought, now this is a better resolution. Try to go out with in a non-belligerent way. Just go out, and when you're not getting good service, which you deserve and you're paying a lot of money for, demand it. Okay, so how did the did the manager then make it right and say? We're sorry you didn't get good service here. The clams are on us. No. Did anything come of it? See, that's my point. Nothing comes of it. Well, we don't know if nothing comes of it. Have you gone back this week and see if she's been fired? Are you going to feel better when she's fired? Um. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't feel anything one way or the other. Well, what do you mean? You have to feel something. They'll or you fill, wouldn't have gone to. The... They'll fill her position with somebody that wants that job. That was. That doesn't feel like they're being put out doing that job. Well, maybe she had a bad experience with yeah, plans yeah, yeah. or so something. You, there you are. You're just trying to apologize. I'm trying to see all sides of it. You, I, you make a, We all make a lot of assumptions based on the things we think we see. 
And that's uh, not always true. My wife knows what she saw and experienced. So that's, yeah. that wasn't an illusion. That really happened. So you're just going to go, that your whole mission in life this year is to go make other people's m- no, lives miserable. Now, you, now, you, now there you go. See, I did not say that. I said when, I, that's what I heard. When people do not do their job, they do not serve you. Okay, so in their capacity to serve you, and are not willing to do the job that they were hired to do, and have an attitude about it. Yes, in okay. those cases, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something. So you aren't always perfect at your job. Uh, you no. aren't always. You don't always have a day where you just nail it and you're on fire. So the day that you're off and you're just not quite on it how would you feel if somebody went to whoever writes your paycheck and goes you know pat really sucked today and you really need to take care of that how would you feel about that well i would say i would tell you first of all that i i don't suck at my job i but but i i might i might goof something up but i'm never going to do it with an attitude i mean i might i might not do that thing that you want me to do well but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, have my lip curled up and like I gee, can't be bothered doing the job for you. Don't you ever feel? It's just attitude a, more than, than I know, servitude. But you can't say that not that we don't at one. Even if it's just for five seconds, cop an attitude about something. We all do it. We're like, you know oh, why? Geez, you know I why? Do this for that dumb idiot. You know Bob. why? You know why you're being argumentative here? It's because that's how you are. I know. Don't try to make it me or everybody else listening. It's you. I that's know. That's how you are. I'm just so afraid. You, that's why you want to defend I'm people like that. I'm afraid you're going to tell on me. I don't want you to tell on me. Let me ask you this. Have you had jobs? I know you have. Have you had jobs in the so-called service oh, industry? Oh, yes. You've been I, a, I was a banker for many years. Were you remember? a waitress and that yeah, kind of thing? I was a waitress. Okay. I had been a bank teller. Would you say that you were good uh, if you had to rate yourself on a 1 to 10 scale? How were you in terms of... Uh, service in terms of friendliness I was great I was great but there were days when I couldn't take the customer and this is the other thing I love your wife maybe Patty she lipped off to the meat lady she didn't lip off she doesn't do that she's usually a shrinking violet but when she told me that she did this I thought you don't usually do that and she said yeah you're right so I I I but but I had enough of this person because she's like this every time I come in I give great customer service when I was a bank teller or a clerk at a store or a waitress but when there was somebody who was being a real ass that I would lip, I wouldn't take that. You wouldn't so take the customer looking, is always right. You're thing. not looking at the other side too of what service people have to put up with every day. Well, I, I yeah, you know, cry me a river. Are, I know people are 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 asses and yeah, bitches but, but, and, but it's your job to deal with asses. Sometimes whether you're just, in the airline industry, you whether you're renting it. a car, whatever it is, so it's not your job to be the policeman of the world and say, hey, I don't like your attitude, so I'm going to treat you like dirt. Well. You remember that uh, flight attendant that uh, pulled the emergency chute and just said, I have had enough of these people. Remember that story from Yeah, I wonder year? where he wound up. Well, but a lot of people applauded that and said, you know what? You're right. We have to sit and take it. You have to sit and take it. You have to sit and take it. And I just, I don't know. I feel like, gosh. You can go sit in the unemployment line and take it. Wow, then. you're just taking such a hard line on no, this. No, I'm just saying, don't you don't think we, as consumers, have the right to just some basic uh, just because you have the right doesn't that that doesn't mean you have to. You're the one now policing everything. You just no, no. I'm not asking extraordinary service, although you'd love to get it. Sure, uh, they always stand out when you see when you're treated really, really well. 
isn't that sadly the exception most of the time? So let me ask you this. If the clam lady, let's just say... Don't she, call her a clam lady. Call her a bivalve gal. Okay. All right. So she, let's just say she got off the phone with her just dickhead of a boyfriend. Look, can I, can I, can I, can I just You keep going this? back there again. This just, is not singular behavior by her. This, is, she does no. this all the time. My wife's seen her do it to other customers. Okay. So this is that's why you don't... Yeah, if it's just one time, say, well, gee, I guess maybe it was a but, bad but, day. But if, let's say, that does happen and she knows she's in a bad mood, but there's customers lined up, is she supposed to say, well, I can't go out there right now because my boyfriend was a dick and I, I'm feeling really upset and I'm going to give bad customer service and just say, I'm sorry, buddy, I'm on break. <laughs> just say what you say, I'm on break. Until you can get it together to come out. I don't know. Look, I, 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 I just, I'm just com- so completely... Well, I hope everybody in Seattle done and, with your and dis- points, with your point of view on that. Points it's just, beyond that, you hear that Pat Cashman is gunning for you. <laughs> I don't know why I have to keep explaining it. You don't. I'm I get not it. going out there belligerently. Okay. I'm going. I would go out there, and I'm going to be watchful. Okay. And when it happens, and when it comes beyond the pale, and when something has to be said, not just in my defense, but those of customers to follow me. Then I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna speak okay. up I'm gonna say something. All right. Yeah. We okay. It can be, it can be like boy, I guess you're not having a very good day today, huh? Or it could be, uh, um, so you know, you're you know, I I, I don't know if you had a bad day or what, but I, you don't really need to treat me like that, do you? I mean, really, do well, you? Well, now that I agree with. Yeah. Take it up with that person, but you're saying just to not even address it with them, but go right to their manager. I guarantee you, this woman. Or girl. When, if she was confronted by the management at this supermarket, mm-hmm. would have said, oh, no, that's not what happened. Sure. It was that woman customer. She was the the one. She kept making me do. I mean, it, <laughs> she won't say, you're right. I was an ass. I, I screwed up. I won't do that anymore. You so know, I have that, to tell that, you. Which brings us to the bigger thing of what, no t- that nobody will will apologize for anything these days. I know. Can How I rare you? is it when somebody says, I really screwed up, I'm really sorry. No, I, let's let's cut somebody else off the road and then you flip the bird when you were the offender. I mean, that's, the kind, that's how it's going these days. It's nuts. Can I tell you about a moment I'm not too proud of with a customer? Yes. And you're right. that They should have gone to the manager and said, this woman is rude. I was totally rude. But I just... You? I had just had it up to here. Was this in the banking? Was thing? stupid. No, it was when I worked at a store. Okay. And I'd had it up to here with people. up to where? Here. Oh, there. Yes. <laughs> I just was feeling just bitchy and saucy, and I didn't want to deal with people, but I had to because I had to ring people up on the cash register, and so I'm ringing these people up, and there was some sort of a um um weather vane display behind me and the the customers this is what i'd had it with stupid questions they said oh those are nice weather vanes do people um do people put those on their roof well, stupid question right well i don't know if they don't know anything about weather vanes how do you get information oh see now i can already see how you're gonna feel about my response well no you should have just said <laughs> oh you don't know about weather vanes yeah they go on the roof you know what I said instead? I don't know. I don't follow them home. Well, that just sounds like a little joke. They probably thought, oh, that's clever. Oh, no. They took offense to it and went, oh, 
because I was just because I was being snotty when I said it. I was snotty about it, and I well, felt bad afterwards. I did feel bad. Well, but you should. You should. But sometimes things just sort of come out, and you know. Yeah, I I I, I know, but. But, My filter wasn't on very well that day. Well, you know, if you were a nicer person, you wouldn't have to have a filter. You'd just be nice. <laughs> and you know I'm kidding. But it does, you do remind me of this article that was came out of Time Magazine. And I'll, let me read it to you just okay. here. You know it a, yes. a bit already. Yeah, I, this is really. David Hackbart was mad. And he wanted to show it. Yeah, but he didn't. Mad. He didn't think he would end up in federal court protecting his right to a rude gesture and demanding that the city of Pittsburgh stop violating the First Amendment rights of its residents. Here's what happened. Yeah, this happened recent. Uh, actually, this happened a couple of years ago. Hackbart just sounds like a guy that gets ticked yeah. off, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, he was looking for a parking space. It was very busy. Uh, I don't know. Pittsburgh, but there's a neighborhood called Squirrel Hill. All right, so that doesn't matter. So, so he finds a parking space. He tries to back into it, but the driver of the car behind him refused to back up and give him sufficient room. I hate that. Yeah, I do too. I got to admit. So Hackbart responded in a classic way. He <laughs> said, "I stuck my hand out the window, gave him the finger uh-huh. to say, hey, jerk, thanks.' He said, "That's all I was trying to say. Thanks, thanks a lot." Well, at that moment, a voice rang out telling Hackbart not to make the rude gesture in public. So then Hackbart said, I was like, how dare that person tell me? They obviously didn't see what happened. Who are they to tell me what to say? So then I I flipped that person off. (laughs) And then I looked, and that person was a city of Pittsburgh cop in his car right next to me. Wow. The cop turned out to be Police Sergeant Brian Elledge, who happened to be passing in the other direction. So what did Elledge do? The cop, he whipped around and pulled Hackbart over, citing him under the state's disorderly conduct law, which bans obscene language and gestures. And therein lies the problem, say the uh, ACLU legal director there in Pittsburgh. He says the middle finger... And equivalent swear words are not legally obscene. In fact, courts have consistently ruled that foul language is a constitutionally protected form of expression. A famous 1971 Supreme Court case upheld the right of a young man to enter the L.A. County Courthouse wearing a jacket emblazoned with the words F the draft. Right. So. It's not illegal. Um, You can actually, not only can you flip the bird... But you can also tell a cop to, to go screw himself. It's not illegal, but... It's but impossible it, to do it, but it's, it's illegal. About, but it's about them being all upset about being disrespected. So they they take their power into their hands and make you pay for it and punish you for it, mm-hmm. which, you know, I... It's like you at the airport with the TSA. With the TSA. Okay. They have the power. And if I just look wrong, or anybody, or you just say, this is stupid, they will make your life miserable. And there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. There was a woman... I don't think it's a good idea to flip off the cops or swear at them, but it's not illegal if I feel like I want to do it. You think the cop will know that? Well... He, he, he might be able to say, no, yeah, you flipped me off, and that's not illegal, but... But your your basic uh, contempt of the law mm-hmm. is why I'm citing you. Or, you know, it could be something like that. Sure. There's a woman, also from Pennsylvania a couple of years ago, was cited for yelling obscenities at an overflowing toilet in her home. I, I've done that. Yeah. Something's going all going horribly well, wrong in my house. Well, is it illegal to swear at your toilet? And she was swearing up so loudly that it was overheard by her neighbor, who was an off-duty police oh, officer. Oh, great. 
So, But they acquitted her later on constitutional grounds, and the city paid her a $19,000 settlement. Wow. It's an interesting really thing dumb. because, I mean, you've been to places, I've been to places where uh, you you can see, well, you've had this experience, where you can see adults using profanity around little kids and and uh, or they don't even care who's around. There could be uh, two nuns and a... And a holy man standing there. They but don't see, care. They can sound off. But it's not illegal. But it's improper. Uh, but, but see, what does that even mean me, these days? I, that's what I. I don't know why. What's wrong? Words are just words. Well, you know? yeah, but but my that, aunt has a real problem with the f word. Not only does she have a problem with the f word, which is fine. And if your I aunt, say if I say f e f f if I say the e f f word. She's like, I know what you're trying to say, and that's not right. And I go, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I said the F word. Doesn't matter. So you shouldn't even be thinking of a substitute word that means the no, same thing. No, yeah. and I just sometimes look at her and go, what? Why? Yeah, Who but cares? you know, but it, your aunt. I've met your aunt. It's generational. That's a big part of it. You know, they they well, we did, they didn't they weren't raised that way. They did they don't they don't didn't use those words indiscriminately in in the old days. And of course, they're still. Uh, gray areas about what you can say on public airwaves and that kind of thing. If if it's okay to say it in public, why not on public radio? Why not on public television? I just don't know the harm. There is no harm. There's by more, hearing. Th- there's a lot more harm with uh, you know wars being waged, yeah, and people I, starving to death in this country, and gays being discriminated against, and all of that. Uh, in the in the realm of all the things that are wrong with this planet, that isn't really at the top get, of the yeah, list. Crazy. I agree. I just get crazy about people who get so crazy about oh, you can't say that or yes, I can. I can say whatever. You know what? They're just words. They're just words. They're not hurting anybody. You know what the Bee Gees said? What? It's only words, and words are all I have to take your heart. Away. So, you know what? You and I are in full agreement on that issue. Okay, right good. There, Thank right? goodness. Yeah. But I, that doesn't mean that even though it's a, it's a constitutionally protected right, I'm not going to leave here today and walk around the neighborhood yelling obscenities at the top of my lungs. <laughs> uh, well, I suppose a case could be made that it, it, it startles people. Because I did have a guy walking. Oh, I'm in favor of startling people. I had a guy walking down my road once that was, <clears throat> he had a big American flag and he was drunk and yelling obscenities. <clears throat> that scared me. It doesn't scare me, though, if you use the F word. That doesn't scare me. But, but, it, but it hits his right constitutionally to I it's a freedom of expression, which probably also includes potentially scaring you. Yeah, but if you're scaring me, that sort of crosses the line to where you 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 can't you don't have the right to scare me. Well, then he may say, "Well, maybe you're not. Maybe you shouldn't be so easily scared." I didn't scare that other woman over there, and I was saying the same words around her. Yeah, I know. It's a slippery slope. Let me write that one down. Okay. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know about you. I I think we've done yeah, enough let's damage here. Okay. It's been fun, though. Yeah, and you know what I do want to do, though, for our next podcast, because we just didn't get time to get to this one. Speaking of cursing, there are a lot of people who are getting fired Oh, for cursing. So we'll bring that up in our next podcast. Yes, we will. We hope you'll be listening.
Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.